Welcome to the Wellness Plus Podcast. I'm your host, Karina Rachel, and I'm joined today by Robert Gardner. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks you. Thank you for having me on again. Definitely. So a lot of what you do is actually teaching massage therapists, teaching massage techniques. Um, and I just wanted in this interview to kind of give you uh, an open forum to talk about how can people be better massage therapists and improve their business as a massage therapist? Okay, and I wanted to clarify on that case. like, So we don't want to talk about necessarily making them better massage therapists. We want to talk about how do they increase business, how do they deal with... I mean, either or both. Well, because they're, they're something that I cover on both sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess maybe we'll just, you know, freestyle and see how it goes. Yeah. Um, for a lot of massage therapists, I don't really feel like their tissue techniques are subpar. I think that a lot of the issues that massage therapists face that I see have to do with income and they have to do with business. Mm. And that's a rough conversation. Um, I just read a thread last night where massage therapists were saying that they skipped over the business portion in school Mm. because they had to do reviews for the MBLEX. The MBLEX is a standardized test that a lot of therapists have to take to get their license. Mm -hmm. So if you can't pass the MBLEX, you don't get your license. So they put that as a higher priority than teaching business skill. Mm-hmm. The general assumption is for 75 to 80% probably of the therapists going through a school, they're going to get out. They're going to work at a large local chain. Mm-hmm. That may be like Massage Envy, which is probably the, the uh, as far as its numbers, it's the largest employer of massage therapists in the United States right now wow. uh, because of their size. So most people assume that those therapists are going to work at a Massage Envy. When they work at Massage Envy, they don't need to work on business. Right. Massage Envy does the business for them. But what then happens is they were essentially promised something when they went to school, which is freedom, you know, make your own hours. And they wind up in a situation where they're working for someone else because they realize, oh, it's not just about delivering massage. Mm. It's about running a massage business. And those are two very different things. Massage therapists, in my experience, much like myself, um, I had to learn the business through trial and error, hard knocks. Um, I started off in the same camp. I was a starving artist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that, you know, this is something that probably is – Uh, a really kind of common occurrence in a lot of different fields where, uh, you know, so I'm a musician as well as a a health coach. Um, And so much of what has become clear to me is that, you know, I can spend hours and hours practicing, honing my technique, adding harmonics, doing vocal exercises, and that doesn't help me get more gigs. And it doesn't help me get more people showing up to the shows. And so there's this huge part of marketing and business and basically selling myself that I'm terrible at. Um, And, um, you know, I I didn't go to school for music, but of the people that I know and work with who have gone to school for music, they kind of say a lot of the same thing. Like, oh, yeah, they don't really teach you the the business part of it. Um, And that ends up being like the biggest challenge to actually being successful in the field. Um, so what advice, I guess, would you have for people that, you know, are either 
disillusioned or dismayed with ending up in a, in a chain okay. like massage envy? Or- I have learned as an educator to work on the soft sell. And here's the soft sell. I want you to keep your job at Massage Envy. I want you to make sure you have a steady income flow because here's what you need. You need to develop business skills slowly over time. Mm-hmm. You need to develop a private practice slowly over time. So what I want you to do is I want you to limit your number of hours per week, which means let's say you do 15 hours. If you do 15 hours a week, can you possibly do 20? Which means can you pick up two or three additional extra clients each week in private practice Mm -hmm. enough to afford rental on a space? And then here's what I want you to do. I want you to slowly incrementally save money Build your website, build your social media, build video production, build podcasting, build videos, build blogging, increase your social networks, network with people, find more clients. Eventually what's going to happen is you're going to raise your overall rate per hour when you combine all the money you're making. Mm -hmm. When you work in private practice, if you're like me, I have a home studio. What that means is I have no overhead. When I make $80 an hour, it's all mine. Mm -hmm. When I worked for myself, I increased my rate of pay by 100%. Right. Because I went from making $40 an hour to $80 an hour. Because right. now I'm cutting out the middleman, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But you have to take a slow transition to that. When I talk to students about the process, um, they can get overwhelmed if I go into too much detail about social media production or Instagram videos or things like that. But it's part of an overall marketing strategy. And here's what you have to understand. Who you know is more important than what you know. I can have the best bodywork skills. I can raise the dead. It does not matter if I can't get people to talk about me. Mm-hmm. And getting people to talk about you in 2018 has a lot to do with those cameras right there. And this <laughs> microphone right here. Because mm-hmm. social media is everywhere. Right. Um, the marketing landscape has changed. Um, I'll see things like this just to give you an idea. Massage servers were running ad on Facebook, which I'm very pro, by the way. I think Facebook ads are a wonderful way to go. It's a very low-cost option to get yourself out there. Mm-hmm. If, if I had an ad that showed up in your Facebook feed and it said, Hey, massage with Robert. I help you with chronic pain relief. And there's no picture of my face and there's no video. Are you going to book an appointment with me? Less likely. We have a, a deeply intimate form of work. Um, when you play music for people, there's a certain sort form of intimacy there because you're mm-hmm. paying at a club, you know, for a bunch of people. How much more intimate is it to work with me physically? Uh, more. <laughs> yeah, which is why I try to explain to students that social media production in particular is part of the way that they're going to win. Mm-hmm. And the way that happens is you're humanizing your brand. Yeah. You're letting them know, hey, I'm Robert Gardner. Um, I suffered with chronic pain, and I can help you with chronic pain too. I have 16 years experience. I have da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I like to drink beer, whatever it is, because <laughs> it makes me human. It makes me approachable. Right. All of those things are what you're trying to put across in your marketing. Let's say you don't want to focus on social media. I think in this day, age, day and age, you at least have to have a website. What it means is you save up enough money to get someone else to make the website for you. Mm-hmm. You get a photographer to come in, take headshots. So you've got nice photos, business cards. You do chair massage. You put yourself out there, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You go to networking and marketing events. You talk about what you do. You figure out what your target market is. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're working on the elderly in nursing homes, that's a very different kind of marketing than working on CrossFitters. 
You have to figure out who it is you want to serve. You have to have the skills to serve that population. And then you have to have that population know and talk about you. Mm -hmm. People do business with people they like, know, and trust. What I've even seen through social media marketing, um, I have a subscription service. That subscription service is basically, there's no geographical distance. As long as you have internet access and seven bucks a month, you can subscribe. Mm -hmm. What that means is what I've noticed with Facebook ads, just to give you an idea of how the marketing works, the ticker tape in the background. If they see one video, oh, that was interesting. Now, if they see two videos, three videos, five videos, ten videos, mm -hmm. by the time you've hit that tenth video, do you trust me more? Definitely. Are you more likely to check out my Facebook page and like it? Yeah. Are you more likely to do research, see if I have testimonials? Yes. Mm -hmm. If they don't know about you, they can't buy. Then what I have to do is we have to break down your emotional and psychological set to try to figure out what kind of marketing is going to help you the most. Mm -hmm. When I cover that, there's a, a wide swath. I don't want you to think it's either or, just one or the other. What I want people to do long term is I want them to learn to juggle. And what that means is, hey, I'm going to start my own business. It's one ball. Okay. Um, I did a chair massage event, and I picked up a couple of clients. Oh, and I added business cards, and now you're... Mm -hmm. What you're doing is you're going to keep adding. Right. Now, it takes time, skill, and confidence to get to the point where you can juggle eight balls at once. But mm -hmm. it's a slow statistical progression right. that you have to go through. And if you're going to work for yourself, nobody's going to do it for you. Mm -hmm. If you're going to hire people to do stuff, it's going to cost. Right. Which is why it goes back to working for Massage Envy or a chain, mm -hmm. working, seeing a few clients on the side, getting your feet wet, figuring out what you want to do, and then trying to build from there. Mm -hmm. And I think that you really touched on something that um, is really observable for anyone now, which is that personal connection and how much uh, it, um, you know, basically controls what people's opinion of you will be, how people perceive you. Um, you can look at everything from, you know, our celebrities, our sports stars, you know, we create personal connections with them or, um, you know, feeling that we have something in common with that person will make us feel more interested in them, more inclined to want to learn about them. Uh, so I think that's a, a very um, important thing for people to consider when they are thinking about building a business, building a brand, etc. Um, and, you know, among the uh, massage therapists that we work with on the Psyche Truth channel, I definitely get a sense that they are uh, more in tune with the body, with understanding, you know, the physical body and all of these different things. And this concept of business and marketing is really not the thing yeah. that they're interested in or whatever. So you tell me, you work with musicians. How do musicians feel about money? I mean, we need it. Everybody <laughs> does, but how do they feel about it as artists? I mean, I think that it's for, for most musicians out there that are motivated by music and not motivated by money or wanting fame or whatever it is like that. You yeah. know, it's to the extent that you need as much to survive and get by, but yeah. it's not the major motivating factor. I, I talk about money and finance and business so much that I think people look at me and they think I am just an arch capitalist. <laughs> They think, man, Robert is the most money-grubbing, greedy. I've, heard, I've had students say this, like, don't be greedy. Um, I was teaching a class in Arkansas, and a young lady said, now, don't be greedy. 
Because I said, man, if I have you know enough students, like I can buy a palatial estate in Austin. And she said, don't be greedy. And I said, greedy? I was like, listen, if I, if I have enough money, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to buy a palatial estate in South Austin. And on that grounds, we're going to have a large organic garden. And I'm going to be able to hire people to help me tend that and keep that going so we have fresh produce year-round for what we can produce, which in an Austin means you can grow almost year-round. In the middle of the summer now, you can only grow, like, you know, southern crops like peas and okra and things. But um, in addition, we're going to have little cabinas outside my house that you can stay in for free when you come take class with me. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a large uh, on-site studio so you can just come and stay for free when you take your class. Mm -hmm. Um, You won't have to pay any rent um, while you come take your class. Uh, We'll have a large studio where we have the class. Um, In addition, I'll have like a large pool, jacuzzi, sauna that's available to you 24 hours a day when you're staying on site. Does it sound like greed to you? I would say that sounds amazing. Exactly. (laughs) And the thing is, when I drive around Austin and I'm in this city, so that's what resonates. I look out when I drive on I-35 and I look at opulent wealth, more money that I could ever spend. And I go, what do I really need? Because for me, the whole focus is heart-based. But to be able to manifest my heart, there's a physical rubber meets the road business, which means how can I get enough resources? That's what money is. How can I get enough resources to be able to get stuff done? Right. And, and to be able to help others, which aha, through that little... And uh, now we get back to it. Go mm-hmm. ahead. The little anecdote that you shared, you know, essentially you're talking about, oh, I'm going to buy this palace, but then it's going to allow me to provide an incredible service to massage therapists, to provide an even more healing and restorative environment to my massage clients. Um, and, and I think very much the same way, uh, you know, as a holistic health coach or whatever, yeah. you know, I'm like, oh man, if I had the money, I could, you know, I love your idea of the garden, you know, yeah. and, and the you know, concept of community gardens is definitely becoming more common. I think that's wonderful. Um, But I think you definitely touched on uh, probably a very common uh, thing, which is that among the more like natural healers and people that are interested in wellness, so to speak, uh, there is like a proclivity to, uh, you know, I don't know, like not want to be going after money and after wealth. And, you know, we definitely live in a culture that kind of tells us that, you know, wealth is the most important thing and whatever. And I certainly am, you know, on that uh, bandwagon of thinking that, you know, wealth for its own purpose, wealth for the sake of being wealthy is a Mm -hmm. meaningless thing that's not going to bring you happiness. Yeah, that's the thing. Most Um, entrepreneurs I know, they're not motivated by money. mm Mm-hmm. And I think I definitely fall within that. I think people would become confused because I can sit at a party and talk to guys for hours about business creation and and entrepreneurship. And they're like, dude, that guy is so, you know, from their standpoint, he's so money grubbing. He's not talking about hanging out at, you know, Barton Creek. And I'm like, I'm busy, man. (laughs) Like I'm trying to manifest my dreams. And part of that is making a better world and giving people more options. Mm -hmm. Money is a resource. That's all it is. If you learn how to money manage money well, you have more options. Here's one of the things I tell massage therapists almost emphatically across the board. I see this with massage therapists. Statistically, they're under 30. Um, high school diploma. Maybe some college. Maybe some community college. Most of them have debt. Um, either from school, car loans. They rent. They don't own. 
Um, they have credit card debt. They have all the stuff. Now, when you have $15,000 in credit card debt, how can you build your business? Mm, not easily. Because bankers have now taken up all of the interest that they need to provide their lavish lifestyle. And you are left slaving, basically, to try to pay interest on stuff you couldn't afford to begin with. Mm -hmm. I would tell people typically to look at Dave Ramsey to start. And that means debt snowballs and paying down their debt. I mentioned Dave just because he's an easily accessible voice. Um, you can listen to his radio show or podcast um, you know, almost daily to get basic information. He just encourages you to pay down debt. Yeah. Yeah. And then once you get to that point, okay, you have no debt. Now guess what happens? You have money. Because all that hundreds of dollars every month is like building up in your account. And now you can invest it, right. which means you can invest it in your business. Investing it in your business means that you're going to be able to grow. Now think about it from my standpoint. Um, when you look at my business, most massage therapists would look at me and say, oh, man, Robert is so successful. I work out of my garage. My car, which I will probably drive Karina home in today, has like ratty seats because my car is paid off and I won't buy another car. Mm -hmm. Not until that car dies. And my because, car is in the shop right now exactly. because I'm going to just keep driving my car until I can't drive it right now. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like people with wealth. Um, Sam Walton, I think it's a famous story about him. He had an old beat up pickup truck and he would not get rid of it. And he could buy he could buy whatever he could buy a Rolls Royce and he, he liked that old beat up pickup truck and it got him where he wanted to go and he didn't worry about how he looked in the truck mm -hmm. makes sense you learn how to save money first and get out of debt then once you get out of debt you learn how to invest mm -hmm. and when you learn how to invest I think the best investment is the investment in yourself yeah. please pardon this brief interruption this podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Become a supporter at patreon.com slash psychetruth, where you can watch the video version of this episode and all of our other podcasts. You'll also gain access to over 500 videos of exclusive content, including premium courses and behind-the-scenes peeks. Help us keep this information free by visiting patreon.com slash psychetruth. That's P-S-Y-C-H-E-T-R-U-T-H. And when you learn how to invest, I think the best investment is the investment in yourself, yeah. which means building your own business, building your own dreams. You know, if you love working for an establishment and having them handle the business, do that. I'm totally in favor of that right. if that's your dream. What I don't want to see you do is work for someone else when your dream is to really build your own thing. Because right. your idea is like, man, I have a better idea than Massage Envy. I have this idea of this. Mm. Well, you're going to have to build to that. You're going right. to have to build to hiring employees. You're going to have to build to paying for a facility, having rent on a facility, you know, training, whatever. Right. Those sorts of things come to dream manifestation. And that's why I talked about business so much because to me, business is really, really where my spiritual beliefs take root. It's where the rubber really meets the road. The concretization of everything I want in an ideal world in America mm -hmm. can be built through business. Right. Yeah. So in terms of a massage therapist who's maybe struggling with their business right now or they're feeling, you know, frustrated, feeling... Whatever. I, I know that you encounter that a lot with your students. You know, what uh, if you were kind of to offer a game plan for them to improve their practice, improve their client relationships, get clients returning to them and recommending them? Uh, you know, what what kind of would that look like? 
a game plan for a massage therapist? I think generally we talked about working for somebody else, building a private practice on the side. Then once you're making a little bit more money, you need to decide how you're going to invest your money. I can't give you an exact blueprint of how I think that's going to work because mm-hmm. everybody's emotional and psychological set is going to be slightly different. For instance, I wouldn't have a therapist focus on video production if they're not good on video. Mm-hmm. If they're not very verbal, they shouldn't be doing podcasts. Right. They say, I'm really good at doing chair massage and talking to people in person. And I go, go do that. Right. Make that your focus. Chair massage is a really great way to go out in public, work with a bunch of people. And here's the thing. You have to funnel people into a sale. And what that means is it's not just making money when you do chair massage. The goal of the chair massage is to get to know Karina. Mm -hmm. Then say, Karina, listen, I'm offering a special just today. If you book an appointment with me within the next two weeks, I give you like a 20% discount on your session. Would you like to go ahead and book that now? Yeah. Sign me up. Immediately. Yes. (laughs) And then what I do is we go ahead and book your appointment, however we do that, Mm -hmm. because you're trying to funnel them from free low cost to a higher paid thing. Then when you come in for that one session, I give you that great session and then go, Karina, listen, based on what you showed me in your upper back and your neck, I think you could really benefit from at least two or three more sessions to kind of get you over the hump. Would you like to do those once a week? Sure. Or she says, no, it's a little too soon. Okay. How do you feel about every two weeks? Oh, okay. I can do that. Mm -hmm. You go ahead and book those appointments. You have to be able to rebook clients to create repeat business and create connection with people. Then after that session, you say, Karina, listen, I really love working with you. You're a musician. Um, I love working with people in the arts. If you have any friends, family, or loved ones who are looking for sessions, I could really benefit from having more clients. I want more people like you. Awesome. And And I'm totally flattered. (laughs) See, she's flattered. And that's the thing. It's connection. The thing is, if I'm encouraging relationships, is that business? If it helps grow your business. See, because networking sounds awfully dry. Mm -hmm. But building relationships sounds warm. Mm -hmm. Making friends. Heart-centered. Who doesn't want to make friends? Building a business feels cold, drab, evil. The evils of capitalism, Mm -hmm. right? Or is it manifesting your dreams? Mm -hmm. Then you continue that process, client to client to client. I can't, again, I can't give you exactitude. Like you can always contact me and have a conversation with me about it. I talk Mm -hmm. about this stuff incessantly Um, on my social media, on various platforms. I run a Facebook group called Massage Entrepreneurs. It's got 10,000 people on it in Facebook where I give them the same sort of advice. Mm -hmm. You know, eventually... You're making enough seeing private clients that you can make a choice because hopefully now you're out of debt. Hopefully now you have a little nest egg. Hopefully now your bills are taken care of. You're making more money. You're making more than money per hour because I'm working with Karina Mm -hmm. privately. Then you make the jump to private practice. Now some of your time frees up. You figure out how many clients you can see to maintain your own health, to maintain your practice, to continue working on people. And you continue building. Mm -hmm. Eventually, your client base is full, which is the glory spot. Like if massage therapists are booked out a month in advance, they feel like gold. Wow. Mm -hmm. Because you've really made it as a massage therapist. Mm -hmm. From there, you have additional challenges. Because do you want to stay just a single, like, you know, independent therapist? Do you want to hire people? Do you want to rent space? There's a lot of uh, stuff beyond that. For most therapists, again, what I'll say is, Who you know is more important than what you know. 
even though I do recommend that therapists take some of that money they're making and reinvest in courses, whether it be in business, books, body work, technique, what are you interested in? I really tell therapists to follow their dreams. Even though I package what I do as reboot in this very specific box, um, when cl- students take classes with me, I don't tell them you have to do this. If you, have to, you, don't, if you don't do this, you're substandard. No, they have to manifest their own dreams. Mm. Like, I want my students to surpass what I've done. You know, I'm standing on the shoulders of the people who came before me, and the people after me are going to stand on my shoulders. That's the way it works. Mm-hmm. Um, it really depends on what do you want to do. Mm-hmm. Massage therapists will go this far. They'll say, man, I don't like doing 30-minute sessions. And I go, so why do you do them? And they're like, well, a lot of clients, you know, they can't afford it. They don't have time. I'm like, wait a second. If you don't like doing 30-minute sessions, why don't you only do hour? Hmm. And they're like, I like doing 90 minutes. And I'm like, okay, so why don't you cut out the 30-minute, cut out the hour, and only do 90-minute sessions? Mm-hmm. And they're like, but, but what? What kind of people do you want to work on? Do you want to work on people who are invested in their health, or do you want to do smaller, shorter services? It's not either or. But what do you want to do? And that's what I have to refine when I do like a one-on-one consult with a therapist. Mm -hmm. They say, yeah, I I like working on athletes. Okay, then we need to package your practice to be able to draw those athletes. Where are those athletes? How do you connect with them? Is it chair massage? Is it bringing a table? Is it going to a sporting event? Is it going to a cycling event? Is it working on people giving away free work? You know, it's like Mm -hmm. there's so many layers to that. But when it comes to video production, which is one of the things I shine in, if I was working on cyclists, I guess a camera i set up the camera and what i do is i make 10 short videos the two minutes a piece and i talk about a specific muscle that cyclists use when they're doing what they do and this is how i lengthen it stretch it work on it you produce a slew of videos and you schedule those every day through your facebook page Hmm. business page then you take those videos and you share them in the local cycling group you're not asking for a sale right you're educating yeah you're informing and i think that you know, for anyone who has a genuine desire to help people, you have a genuine desire to teach, to educate, to empower. And what often is the natural progression when you reach out and you help someone or you teach them something valuable or you teach that cyclist a stretch they can do or a self-massage technique they can do with a tennis ball to help relax that muscle, suddenly you've you know, created that relationship, you've given them something that, that not only uh, shows them your expertise and your potential to be able to help them even more, but, you know, by reaching out with something, you know, educational, like, you know, you were just mentioning, um, you're also gaining potential clients in there as well. Yeah. When your target market is cyclists and you've made a slew of videos for cyclists and you're a massage therapist on camera talking to cyclists who do they want to work with you yeah cyclist expert (laughs) and that's the thing you created that through a series of little two-minute videos Mm -hmm. most massage therapists would probably be able to handle the issues that cyclists face but making yourself an expert Mm -hmm. on that specific niche market you know, of athletes. And maybe it's not just cyclists. Maybe it's also CrossFitters. Maybe it's basketball players. Maybe it's high school students who are on the local football team or whatever. There's lots of little niches like that. What I see is massage therapists think of social media as buy. Come on and buy. Come on and buy. Come on and buy. Now, how many times do I have to say come on and buy before you shut down? One. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now, if I go, Karina, um, listen, uh, you're a musician, right? 
Okay, uh, do you play an instrument or you sing or both? I play guitar and sing. Play guitar? Okay, and you're right-handed? Mm -hmm. Okay, do you ever have, like, problems with your hands from, like, holding the guitar or your arms or anything? Um, I definitely get a lot of right shoulder tension. Right shoulder tension. Okay, and then probably what I would do is I would sit down with you and make a video with you. I would have you come in, give you a little 30-minute free session for the benefit of having you in the video with me. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to have you play guitar, and I'm going to come work on you while you play guitar. And I'm going to feel, oh, okay, she's holding the guitar like this, so she's lifting her shoulder in a certain way. She's using her trapezius. I'm going to describe that on camera. I'm going to take that video. I'm going to float it through the local musicians community, mm -hmm. and I'm educating them. I'm not asking for a sale. I'm not saying right. come see Robert Gardner for a session. What I did is I increased my connection with you. I increased my social media connection because now you're going to share that video, right? Because you want people to see that you're a musician because we're cross-referencing each other. Mm -hmm. And what am I doing to all these musicians who see that video? You're helping them out and increasing their interest in you as a massage therapist. And they say, oh, but I don't have a camera. Do you have a phone? <sighs> Because that is not a phone. That is a small personal computer that connects with everybody else on Earth. It just happens to make phone calls. Mm -hmm. Technology has changed. Right. When you do that and you do that consistently, it didn't cost me anything if I use my phone to do any of that. It cost me a little bit of time to be able to work with you. But how do you now feel about me because I gave you 30 minutes free to shoot like a series of videos? Awesome. And you tell all your friends and your musician friends. Then what I want to do is go out to your event and say, hey, Karina, can I set up a chair and like do chair massage at your music event? Like I'll work on the whole band for free for like 15 minutes each or whoever's in the band. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, now she's a rock star. She's got her own massage therapist. <laughs> then the other musicians are like, wow, do you do this for other? You see what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. it's more about who you know than it is about what you know. Most right. massage therapists who graduated from a standardized program have enough information and education to work on a really wide spectrum of the public. Right. It depends on who do you want to work with. Mm -hmm. Do you want to work at a bar, at like a, a concert, so to speak? You know, it's like it depends on the kind of work you want to do. I am uh, very much in favor of social media when I talked about video production, audio production, podcasting, because I feel like it gives the independent sole proprietor the most leverage to give value. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so hurry up and buy, hurry up and buy. Nobody wants to listen to that. But if I give you value, what happens? You start the funnel. <laughs> yeah, you start the funnel. People, um, I people who are my friends in the Round Rock area where I live, just north of Austin, um, somebody on their Facebook feed will say, "Hey, I'm having a problem with my back. Does anybody know a good massage therapist?" Three or four of my friends will pop up: Robert Gardner, Robert Gardner, Robert Gardner, Robert Gardner. Because all my social media is videos and just full mm -hmm. of massage-related stuff. When I looked at who recommended me, all four of those people had never had a massage with me. Really? Why did they recommend me? They just know you. They've connected with you. And that's how you win. It, it's who you know. Yeah. And the thing is, you have to, I think, by trial and error, and that's part of the challenge as far as in the beginning, you're not going to have money. In the beginning, you're typically going to have time. You have to use your time wisely. I don't want you to burn out. Um, but I do really want you to um, hustle. I want you to get down to the grindstone and say, okay, I don't have money. What resources do I have? I right. see massage therapists consistently. They're like, I don't have money. It's like, guys, it doesn't take money. Mm -hmm. It takes a dream and gas. Right. It's like if you're willing to put in the hours. Um, I live in the Round Rock, uh, you know, North Austin area. 
over the, let's see, nine years that I've been teaching, how many students have come to me and said, Robert, I want to study with you and I want to study with you consistently. I will sweep your floors, clean your studio, mow your grass, hmm. tend to your garden if you'll train me for free. How many times has that happened? I would guess a lot. Never. Never. Because <laughs> we don't have an apprentice culture. Oh, yeah. It's a very, and the thing is, if they came and did that, I'd be like, okay, sure, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I have the Time of Size Jam here in Austin, you know, once a week. It's like five bucks, the entry fee, people come in. They could basically learn the bulk of what I do from that event. A lot, not a lot of massage there was come because they're short on time. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, you know, it's like, it's not set up like a formal class the way they're used to receiving education. Right. The way I look at it, a lot of massage therapists complain, but they're not actively using the resources in front of them. Mm -hmm. I tell students consistently when I do talks at massage school, um, they're like, man, how did you learn all this business? I'm like, I learned most of what I know from Easy e That means I have no money and I sell crack and I take that money and then I pour it into making albums. It's like you do not have to have an MBA to figure out how to run a business in America. You have more free resources than anybody in human history. So true. It's like if you have a dream, you can create it. And what's more, Easy e had to pay for recording time in a studio, right? You could do it on your computer on at home mm -hmm. if you're making music. Right. What I'm saying is the resources are there. You just have to network with people. So let's say I was going to make videos, and just to give you an idea of how this works for me, if I was going to make videos and I decided I needed music. Now, I need music that isn't going to flare up on YouTube to, like, go against their rules or whatever. Okay. I figure out that I know enough about video production to change the audio track. Karina, can you play some music for my video? I'll put a tag underneath the video that tags you. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? Awesome. And then I say, hey, you know, I'm not really good at making videos. Can I get a videographer? And then both of you get to put tags. This guy's in, in school. He's got a camera. He's got audio equipment. You're going to play the music. We're all going to collaborate together and cross-promote. Mm -hmm. That's what massage therapists aren't doing. Um, it's confusing to me, but I think fundamentally there's been a huge sh shift in the past 20 years in how business runs. Mm -hmm. um, millennials with Instagram believe they can take over the world. And they they, can. <laughs> they know for sure in five to ten years they're going to make millions of dollars through something that's something they've scaled worldwide. Mm. Massage therapists haven't picked up on that because of this. They can only work on one person at a time. Mm. So it's like I've seen things where massage therapists don't want people. So we live in Texas. They don't want people from New York liking their Facebook page. And I go, why? And they say, well, it messes up Facebook's algorithm and that person can't pay me for a massage. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're looking for customers. Come on and buy. Come on and buy. Come on and buy. What you're looking for is followers. You're looking for fans. Mm -hmm. I was like, if you bid, if you build 10,000 uh, to 100,000 fans, you're going to have clients. Yeah. You're looking at it backwards. And they're like, what? And I'm like, listen, if I've got... If I've got fans in other countries, I'll tell a quick story after this. If you've got fans in other countries, are you making money? I would argue yes. So you're a massage therapist. Let's say you don't have anything to sell online. Mm. Okay. But people in Turkey, France, Belgium, Germany, Australia, Japan, Korea, South America, Argentina, Uruguay are regularly <laughs> communicating with you to Texas. I mean, from the perspective that, you know, the entire social media 
engine is designed that the more people who interact with your posts, the more people who interact with your content, the more they show your content to other people with more priority, then yes, I would argue that you're making money off you of it. You like, comment, and share. Mm -hmm. You can reach a worldwide audience with basically free technology on your phone. Mm -hmm. It takes time. You have to continue working at it. Um, a woman recently, she uh, flew in from uh, Kilkenny, Ireland, uh, to College Station to go to a wedding because somebody in the family was getting married. She drove down to Austin and got a session with me. Hmm. A woman from Kilkenny, Ireland came to Texas and then drove like three hours south to come get a massage with me because she follows me on Facebook. And therapists tell me it's impossible. And I'm like, dude, you do not realize how small the world is. Yeah. If you build a following and you build fans, you will get clients. Mm -hmm. The question is, how do you build a following and fans? Because that's almost being like a, no, notor a notable, somebody with notoriety. Uh, my roommate's an acupuncturist, and he was in acupuncture school, and somehow it came up, uh, you know, he lived with his roommate and this and that, and they're like, who's your roommate? And he's like, Robert Gardner. And he's like, oh, my God. Dude, Robert Gardner is your roommate? That guy's like a legend in Austin. <laughs> And I go, I'm just a guy living in a garage, <laughs> like, working out of my garage, right? But it's because we've done so much with social media, both through Psychic Truth and through my own channels, mm -hmm. that I continue to do it. And here's the thing. It doesn't matter if I throw out my seeds, so to speak, to 100,000 people, that 99,000 people don't care or not interested. Mm -hmm. I got 1,000. Right. How many clients do you need as a massage therapist? If you, if, you, if you have 100 to 300 regular clients, you can't see any more clients. You're done. Yeah. Your goal is to get 100 to 300 clients who are regular clients. And then you have other problems to deal with as a business owner. Because mm -hmm. how do you scale? Right. What do you want to do? How do you build? Mm -hmm. When it comes to building your business, you have to manage the finance. You have to start where the rubber meets the road. You know, You have to have the basics that we think of that any business would have in modern America. You have to have a website. You have to have some basic social media production, and you have to connect with people that become clients. Mm -hmm. You have to do that consistently, and it's like even when you're you know, getting clients, you still have to be marketing, rebooking, finding, excuse me, finding more clients mm -hmm. until the point where you go, I can't uh, – I can't keep up. Then you got to raise rates. Then you right. have different business problems. You're starting to have the problems um, of affluence instead of the problems of poverty. Mm -hmm. A lot of what I see with massage therapists is we work in an industry of artists that are starving. They fundamentally don't understand how to use social media and social media production to build a following. Mm -hmm. I know that in Austin there are many people who say Robert is arrogant. I'll go give a talk at a local school or something. They're like, Robert is very arrogant. And I'm like, I have 16 years of arrogance to back up what I'm talking about. <laughs> the thing is, I would give people the shirt off my back. Um, I give, as far as I'm concerned, as an educator, far more of my time than anybody I know. People literally write me on all of my social media channels. Um, I had a conversation not too long ago with somebody from Sweden on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. She gets to talk to me for free just because I've opened up this little technological portal to be able to have a communication with her when I'm puking a rainbow or Snapchat, right? 
using those things and using those things consistently allows you to reach a worldwide audience of fans. Mm -hmm. From those fans and followers, you will get, I promise you, you will get clients. Mm -hmm. You have to continue working on the business, not in it. It doesn't have as much to do. It's not that I don't want you to take classes and become better at body work and massage itself, the application of technique. Mm -hmm. You have to be really good at business to be able, because that's where the finance comes in. It's not about greed. It's about, can I get my oil changed? Mm -hmm. Is the car broken? Yeah. It's like, if you have to worry about, you know, whether your electricity stays on, you're not going to be a very successful massage therapist. If you can juggle all of that and deal with the finance and have enough clients and continue those connections, mm -hmm. heart-centered, building your dreams, that's where the real success is. Right. And, you know, I think realistically speaking, there's, um, you know, there's, uh, you know, this internal resistance that we have toward uh, whatever our ultimate calling is or our dream is that you talked about. And, um, you know, I think that it's easy for us to come up with excuses in our minds uh, that help us stay a little bit more comfortable. Like it's more comfortable for you to not put yourself up on YouTube or Facebook or whatever for potentially thousands or hundreds of thousands of people to critique and comment on. Uh, it's more comfortable to, you know, not do a lot of the different things that can bring us a lot of benefit. So, you know, I think maybe part of the recommendation is that you're open to trying new things. And sometimes that means coming out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely think that you uh, made a really, really good point about, you know, finding your niche. You know, there's, uh, you know, certainly a concept in marketing that the more targeted your audience and the more you have something niche that you offer, you're going to get more response than if you just kind of have something really general. It's um, confusing the therapist because they think, well, massage is for everybody. Right. And massage is for everybody. The question is, are you for everybody? Mm. Listen, I'm, I'm caustic. I'm abrasive. I'm verbally abrasive at times. Um, I curse in class. I tell students, if you don't want an educator of curses, don't come take class with me. And immediately what it does is it takes the 80% and they go, I'm not interested. But then the 20% are like, we love this guy. We want to drink beer with this guy. And I'm like, you're my student. Come on. <laughs> it's, it's really about, you know, drawing the people you want to work with. I'll tell students this in class. Um, and I use examples like this all the time. I'm like, um, you know, do you want to date everybody? Yes, I want to date everyone. And they're like, no. I'm like, how many people you want to date? And they're like, oh, maybe one or two. I'm like, how many people want to marry? And they're like, oh, one. I'm like, now why do you want all the clients? Why don't you want the clients that you want to work with? Mm -hmm. The clients that you, not, not the clients that you tolerate, the clients that you love to work with. Mm -hmm. I love working with people in chronic pain. I love working with people in chronic pain who see hope and want to work on themselves. Mm -hmm. So that's what I try to draw. I put up tons of video to get people to work on themselves. Why? Because it draws in my target market of people who are willing to work on themselves and say, man, I watched that video where you worked on coracobrachialis on my own arm. It's amazing. Can I get a session with you when I come in from Boston? I'm in for work. Sure. Mm -hmm. That's how you, you funnel down. When I talk about target market, if you try to sell to everybody, you fail. Mm -hmm. You're not massage envy. You can only sell the number of hours and sessions you're doing. 
Who do you want to work with? And I've had students do this in class, and they go, well, you know, who do you want to work with? And I'm like, okay, on the big scale? And they're like, yeah, one, I like working on people in chronic pain. They'll always come from local sources. In addition to that, I'd like to work on Dr. Dre, Lil Dicky, Snoop Dogg, uh, Willie Nelson. Um, I'd really like to work on Elon Musk, um, Bill Gates, uh, Melinda Gates. Uh, if Donald and Melania Trump would like to come by, that's fine. Kanye, I don't know his music real well, but I'd be happy to work on him. Um, if Oprah, <laughs> Oprah, Dr. Oz, any of those folks would like to get a session, I'd be happy to comp you one. Um, sure, totally. they all experience that. And the thing pain. is, they go, whoa, man. He do-. And the thing is, what I deal with in business is I have to take the student. And what happens is we're not discussing business. We're discussing self-worth. Mm. We're discussing psychology. We're discussing emotions. And it's like it took years for me to build up enough confidence to feel like, yeah, you know what? If Lil Dicky is listening to this, I can work on you, man. I can talk about hip-hop. I can talk about the little geekery you deal with. I love his music. I think he's hysterical. He's a wonderful rapper. He's reaching like a totally different niche audience. Now, how, does it look, how do I look when I work on Lil Dicky? We post that Twitter photo. I would imagine that your phone would start ringing off the hook. <laughs> Gangster. And that's the way business works, but it's because of connection. Mm-hmm. When it deals with the connection of getting the therapist to think about who they want to work on, marketing for everyone is what Massage Envy does. Yeah. That market's already been cornered. You can only work on one client at a time. Who do you want to work on? Mm-hmm. What are your dreams? Right. What do you want to manifest? Now, you don't have to be an overnight success. And usually, how many years does overnight success take? Hmm. Well, it's called overnight success. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure it doesn't happen overnight. No. It's a very slow, methodical process. I think you have to fall in love with the work itself. Mm -hmm. Most massage therapists, much like yourself, are artists. They do it because they love the work. If you learn to love the process of building and working with people, you'll understand that it starts to fuel, it starts to drive your dreams. Mm -hmm. When you have more resources, more money, you can build more of what you can imagine. Mm -hmm. You can continue doing those things and make choices because you're not in poverty anymore. You have choices about how you spend your money, invest your money, what do you want to do. When it comes to target marketing, it means speaking to that specific audience. For instance, if I was talking to CrossFitters, do I say, I have completely organic sheets and I have a diffuser with lavender oil, but these oils are only gathered in the Himalayas by monks who have meditated and they're used through an extraction process. Does a CrossFitter care about any of that? Really doubtful. (laughs) Okay. And I say, listen, you're a CrossFitter. I do a practice. It's called a reboot. The session is three hours long. It's perfect to increase mobility and decrease pain. It's for people who want optimal performance. It's the CrossFit of massage. Oh, man. That sounds awesome. And there you go. (laughs) Because it's targeting CrossFitters. But here's what happens. Even though you say, why? I don't, you know, it's like you're not excluding the rest of the population. Here's what happens. Target marketing works because when you draw that funnel, that target of CrossFitters, well, guess what? CrossFitters are a really nuanced group of people. They have rotator cuff problems. They're having uh, problems with their hips. They're... uh, Mobility issues related to this, like, extreme kind of sport they're doing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Now, are those CrossFitters married? Do they have partners, wives, friends, girlfriends? Um, Probably. 
and they become a referral source. But your advertising budget, because it's small, one, you're not going to take out a billboard and it costs thousands of dollars. You're going to run a Facebook ad. You're going to set up a very good video to those CrossFitters. You're going to target those CrossFitters. You're going to target those CrossFitters within a 30-mile radius of you. Could you do this now because we're on Facebook. We're not marketing through the yellow pages. Those ages are just dead, guys. Trust me. Now what you're doing is you're making a video just for those CrossFitters, kind of in that verbiage I just used. You run it at $5 a day. If you get one client, it's going to pay for a week of ads. Yeah. But it's not about seeing that one client. It's about seeing that one client and getting that client to rebook. Mm-hmm. And then you say, hey, you're at the CrossFit studio. Do they have any interest in having me coming down and do free work on people? Yeah. Oh, well, then you're marketing to all of those people and you're running an ad mm-hmm. and you're trying to pull in multiple revenue streams. Meaning mm-hmm. when I say revenue streams, you're getting clients from the ad and you're getting clients from the in-person contact. Mm-hmm. There's a million little ways to do that. A lot of what I see when I work with therapists, it comes to their emotional and psychological set. Mm-hmm. They're not confident yet. And here's what happened with me. Here was the – and I still have um, challenges with this. When I hit obstacles, I get angry. Anger is the one emotion I have horrible, horrible problems with. I'm internally frustrated with all the limitations in the world where people don't understand what I'm trying to do to let heaven dawn, mm-hmm. right? But the reason what I do developed is because all of that grit is what produces the pearl. Mm -hmm. All the good ideas came because of all the doors slammed in my face. Not when people made it easy for me. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. It's like you have to fall in love with the process. So if you knock on doors, so to speak, and try to get a client and they say no, they don't get mad. You go to the next door. I try to explain to people, I'm like, listen, um, do you target market, quote unquote, when you ask a young lady out? Yes, absolutely. And I go through an exclusion criteria and I go, her, okay. I go and talk to her. I ask her out. She says no. Do I get crestfallen? Do I ruminate for two weeks that a girl said no, she didn't want to go on a date with me? I mean, we shouldn't, but we usually do. (laughs) Sometimes you do. Here's what I do. I ask your friend out almost immediately. And I go, hey, listen, I just talked to this young lady. I was asking her out. She told me no. So I decided I was going to get over the hump and ask you out because I think you'd be a much better you know, suit for the, the dinner that I'm going to make for you at my house. You get to pick who you want to work with. Mm-hmm. That's the process you have to go through, and you have to get over your fear of people telling you no. I hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Wellness Plus podcast brought to you by wellnessplus.tv a subscription service empowering you with everything you need to take control of your health. Sign up for your free trial today to watch the video version of this episode and all our other podcasts. You'll also gain access to our extensive library, including tons of follow-along yoga and fitness courses, massage tutorials, ASMR, guided meditations, educational health videos, and much more. Feel better, Look better and live better today with wellnessplus.tv. You get to pick who you want to work with. Mm-hmm. That's the process you have to go through, and you have to get over your fear of people telling you no. Right. When I make videos of psychiatry, do I get called fat? <laughs> Unfortunately. Constantly. Yeah, it's like, so what? Well, it's just, you know what it is, Robert? Yeah. It's one guy. <laughs> Cause I, cause one I guy in the entirety of the, the internet. <laughs> one guy, but he systematically comments on like every single video. And yeah. all I can say is like, let's see you post a picture <laughs> video of yourself. But it's 
the willingness to make mistakes and then keep going and the willingness to be told no and keep going. It's it's you just need enough. Like if you go out and plant 100,000 seeds, I guarantee you, you're going to figure out, oh, it's this soil. Oh, it's where it gets this much rain, and you're going to figure out how to garden. Right. The, the way you figure out gardening is not by doing it perfectly. If you're me, like, people, oh, you got a green thumb. No. 99% of everything I planted died. <laughs> that sounds like me. <laughs> but the 1%, if you keep at it, grows into 5%, grows into 10%, grows into 50% or more, and people mm. are like, wow, they're an amazing gardener. They have no idea the complexities. That is what you have to go through on your own. Mm -hmm. What I can't do is give you a very specific template because it really depends on your strengths. And what you learn to do is as you're making money, you're getting out of debt. You're going to take things that you don't like to do or you're not good at. You have to know yourself. You're going to delegate those. Mm -hmm. If you're not good at making video, go to the local community college, find a guy who wants to make videos, pay him a small sum, go ahead and get the process started. Or trade him for a massage. Or whatever. I think almost anyone out there would like trade their particular skill or service for some body work. Sure. Just depends on how you want to set it up. You have to be willing to make mistakes. You have to be willing to know yourself. You have to be willing to continue to do it. You can't run a Facebook ad for two days at $5 and say, this doesn't work. That's not, no, marketing is a much bigger picture than advertising. Advertising is paying for ads. It's paying, marketing is making Facebook videos. Hmm. I can post a Facebook video and get one to 4,000 views off a video that we made for nearly free. Right. Now, these days I pay a videographer to help me because I don't know how to do the camera. I mean, I could press a red button, but I don't know how to edit it. I don't learn how to edit it. I'm busy writing workbooks, manuals, you know, developing a subscription service, doing all this other stuff, fielding emails and phone calls and whatever. I have to delegate. You have to learn that process, but... You have to take a good look at what you want to do. And then essentially here's what you do. You dream. Where do you want to go? Mm-hmm. And I mean dream, manifest. I mean, what do you really, really want to do? What gets you off? What is like the most exciting? And here's what you do. You set a trajectory for that. Mm-hmm. And you, I guarantee you if you work at it, you'll get close. Yeah. It might be not might be exactly the same. As, as you thought from here, from this vantage right. point. But if you do that and do that consistently, you will get results, which is to say, if you work at it and you train, it's like you don't start off running a marathon. Right. And you certainly don't start off winning the Boston Marathon. You start off a quarter mile at a time. Mm-hmm. And you keep going and you keep going and you practice and you train and you condition. The same thing happens in business. Right. People, I think, are putting the cart before the horse. It's um, You talked about instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Instant gratification in business doesn't exist. Right. I don't, I don't see it that way. Um, even if, let's say I took a fledgling massage therapist, I gave you a $100,000 advertising budget. You wouldn't have any idea how to use it. You don't have the skills. You have to learn those skills by trial and error. And the things you're not good at, you delegate. Mm -hmm. It's a really long arc. Stop thinking of it as a job and start thinking of it as a career. Yeah. Two different things. 
uh, Chris Rock. He talks about scraping them shrimps. You remember him talking about his routine? I don't know. So he, he tells a joke and he's talking about, you know, I had a job and have a career. It's like when you have a, when you have a job, too much time. It's like, what time is it? Ready to go home. Say when you have a career, not enough time. I'm working on my project, and he was talking about working as a, I think a dishwasher, um, at like a Red Lobster. And he was like all day long scraping them shrimp, scraping them shrimp. And he's like <laughs> he would play a game with himself where he's like, okay, I will look at my watch for like five hours, scraping them shrimp, scraping them shrimp, scraping them shrimp. And he does it again and again and again, and then finally looks and he's like, fifteen minutes. Oh, oh. <laughs> because he's ready to get off work. Right. I don't have that problem. Like, for me, the challenge is actually taking downtime because I actually enjoy the process and the entrepreneurship so much. I would almost spend my free time doing this mm-hmm. because this is promotion. It's exposure. It's um, connection. It's, um, you know, manifesting your dreams. Mm-hmm. As a therapist, you have to take slow incremental steps and just go to where your dreams are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... You know, I think this is a great kind of, uh, you know, closing sentiment, you know, that you follow your heart and do what you want to do. You're so right that if you are doing what you are passionate about and you are doing what is fulfilling to you and interesting to you and fascinating to you, um, exactly. Suddenly it, it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel difficult. Um, and that really is the the strategy for, um, you know, consistency and being able to, you know, accept the rejection, accept the road humps. I mean, you just keep pushing forward because you love what you do. Um, and I think that's great advice for no matter what someone's business is, you know, that you find the niche that is most interesting to you. You know, if you are a massage therapist and you love football, you know, what if you did sports massage and yep. work on football players and suddenly your career entails that like you're always around football players and you get free tickets to games and mm. all of these things that like, you know, I think so many of us, we get kind of stuck in the box and we have our little blinders on and it's like, oh, you go to do this and you do that. And then you like, you have your job and everyone hates their job. And why do they hate their job? Get like pigeonholed in this little you know, false construct that you created, um, by yourself. And so you can also uncreate that by yourself in get life, out of the box. In life, you're going to do two things. You have two options. You're going to build your dreams or you're going to build somebody else's. Mm. Choose. This is America, man. We have more freedom and more options at any time in human history. I'm the first person to want to sit down and talk about the ills of our society and what's going on. But I have very little doubt that we have it better than 99.9% of our species throughout the entirety of its life. We have a phone that connects to everyone on Earth, and I have more complainers and whiners than I've ever heard in human history. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't, I can't. Why? I don't have money. You don't need money. You need a dream and get up and go. (laughs) It's like if you want it bad enough, you can manifest and create it. Mm -hmm. You know, it depends on what your dream is. The other thing is, what are you going to do with your life? And I'm serious. Like, I I talked about cutting my teeth in a nursing home, uh, teaching yoga. Mm -hmm. Do I want to be 75 years old living in a nursing home with regret? I would say no, preferably not. Do I want to regret that I didn't didn't build the business and the life that I wanted to live? Definitely not. Do I want to live with the regret that I didn't ask the girl out at the party that I wanted to ask out? 
Definitely not. Then don't. And that's your choice. Mm -hmm. But, and this is where it gets brutal, and it's not to make you feel bad. It's like you are where you are because of a series of choices that you have made. Now, I know that life happens to us. I didn't choose to get hit by a drunk driver. Let's bring it back to that. Here's the thing. The goal and what I did with the drunk driver, and here's how I want to express this to you, is particularly if you're in pain or you're in suffering. The goal is to get to a point where I have so healed the trauma and the pain that happened to me from that drunk driver that I can give him a hug and thank him for being my best teacher. Because mm. mm-hmm. essentially it was that incident that led you down this path now, in the first place. if you had told me that when I was in pain, I would have punched you. Because I'm, I'm not, that. I'm not ready to hear that, that, that harshness of that right. story, that karma, right? But that is how it works. You took the fact that I was a struggling massage therapist, and now I'm doing a podcast with Psyche True talking about how massage therapists can build their practices. That's how it works. The grit is what makes the pearl. You mm. you can't resist the process. It's not about you putting in yourself in a, yourself in a place where you have more pain and suffering. That's not it. It's that you're going to have to deal with the stuff that comes up and you're going to have to manage to continue to build. You have to quit walking away from the fact that like, well, I grew up in the project. So what options do you have? It's like, okay, well, I grew up, you know, I'm in, I was in Louisiana. I was a year after Hurricane Katrina when I moved to Austin. So it's like, you make the best of it. You, you do the best you can. I'm of a very firm opinion that as bad as things are, they're still in America right now. They are a hundred times better than they were a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. So many options, so many more options. You can move. Well, it's like the economy is bad and, you know, Baton Rouge, move. <laughs> Nobody's, well, I got to, yes, you have to make sacrifices. You have to make choices. And sometimes those aren't easy. Mm-hmm. They're not always fun. I wouldn't have chosen to be hit by a drunk driver. But when you take that impetus and take a bunch of broken eggs, you make an omelet. Ah. Mm-hmm. And you say, hey, I don't know how to do video production, but my friend Sean does. Okay, network with Sean. You have to continue to build. You have to essentially Oh, it always goes back to the spiritual, right? So we talk about money, we talk about business, and it goes back to spirituality and like realizing your own karma, like processing your own stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like if you make bad choices, you're going to make a bad result. That's karma. That's not sinners in the hands of an angry God. The creator is punishing you. That's that you listen. You choose to walk around in the dark and have furniture. You're going to stub your toe. <laughs> If you turn on the lights, you're much less likely to stub your toe. That's how it works. If you're broke, there's a reason. And you have to quit blaming other people for everything. You have to start looking at yourself. Because here's what it amounts to. No matter what's going on in the society or the world around you, how much control do you have over your situation? All of it, if you take the responsibility. And, And here's the thing. What can I really do about out there? What can I do about in here? Everything. So the, in here becomes the handle. Right. And that's where you start the process and the work. I'm not saying don't get angry. I'm not saying don't be frustrated. In fact, I'd say if you're not getting angry or frustrated or whatever, you're not doing the work. Because that's just part attention. of it. Yeah. <laughs> if I go out right now and put on a new exercise regimen, it's going to be hard. And there are days I'm going to be sore. And I'm not going to want to work out. And I'm going to, going to, going to, going to, going to, going to. But if I do it again and again and again, what happens to my health and strength and fitness? It all improves. And that's the same thing with your business. You have to do a little bit every day to just keep walking towards your goals. Awesome. Robert, I want to thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. This is 
Um, I'm not a massage therapist, but this was really mind opening for me as well. So I am so grateful for this information. Um, I would love to delve in future podcasts into, uh, you know, maybe the more like on the table part of becoming a better massage therapist sure. and helping clients, helping people out of pain. Um, but this was such an awesome, awesome topic. And I'm so looking forward to sitting down with you again. Cool. Thank you very much for having me on. I'm always happy to. Definitely. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in. Thank you so much. If you want to learn more about Robert, you can visit him at robertgardnerwellness.com. He also has hundreds of videos on wellnessplus.tv, as well as his own social media platforms that you can find if you access his website. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. We will see you again soon. Yeah, yeah, because working with people who are also driven by their passion and their interest and their love and their true deepest desire yeah. to do whatever that thing is, like that is when you hit the gold mine, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing, you know, with what we do in video work. You know, the people who are so deeply inspired to just share information that helps people. I mean, they make the best videos and they get the best response. And then um, the warm, fuzzy feeling that they get when they see those comments, oh my God, thank you so much for this. This is my yep. first time doing yoga and I feel so amazing. I mean, you can't even imagine the like warm, fuzzy feelings you get from something like that. So um, hopefully we've encouraged people to, you know, to do that, follow their heart, follow their passion. Yep. Please pardon this brief interruption. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Become a supporter at patreon.com slash psyche truth, where you can watch the video version of this episode and all of our other podcasts. You'll also gain access to over 500 videos of exclusive content, including premium courses and behind the scenes peaks. Help us keep this information free by visiting patreon.com slash psyche truth. That's P-S-Y-C-H-E-T-R-U-T-H.